My lords, ladies, gentlemen, Field Marshal Limpopo, General Klaus von Rundstedt and the Alba Spiegel of the Royal Welsh Fusiliers, <laughs> Colonel McGanderpoke, not forgetting his good lady wife. Oh, I beg your pardon. Good lady wife. <laughs> Brigadiers, Brigadarlings, <laughs> officers, non-commissioned officers, men, non-commissioned men, <laughs> have a ranch. Comrades of the Khyber, <laughs> the toast on this festive occasion is Sybil, the regimental goat, with whom I should like to couple General Le Gaulle. <laughs> special show, especially mounted for this very special occasion, we are going to mark this very special day by doing the same old rubbish we do the rest of the year. First... Around town, a quick round-up of what's been happening in swinging London, as opposed to dangling bootle. <laughs> Here with the inside info is trendy showbiz columnist Peter Nodule. Come in, Peter Nodule. Shut the door after you, there's a draft. <laughs> Well, it's all happening this week. No, not in here it isn't. <laughs> yes, it's really popping all over town. Plead the headache. Uh, hot news. Trendy trumpeter Herb Albert is in town staying at the Balls Pond Road Hilton with the Tijuana Brass. His only comment, we're just good friends. <laughs> and on the sporting scene, Daphne Whiteside reports. At Wembley yesterday, the Dobby Royd sponsored Horse of the Year show was won by Pamela Ormsby Foot. Her horse came second. <laughs> Finally, man on the spot, Brad Smallpiece, with news of current events. There'd been no event this week concerning currents, with a <laughs> possible exception of an incident concerning a Christmas pudding and a workhouse master. But there is, however, many exciting happenings to titillate the visitor. Porridge tasting in the Crippers and Pools, a torch-lit display of ferret sexing at the White City, and Otto Klemper at the Albert Hall playing selections from the well-tampered liver sausage. <laughs> But I myself personally would plump for the older shot to two, which can be seen nightly on the arm of Lance Corporal Gratt at the Jolly Embalmer High Street older shot and depicts two heraldic camels entwined and the motto Up the Liberals. Yes, well worth a visit, but here now to announce our next item is our own trendy announcer, Douglas Shh, you know who. Thank you. That was, of course, Kenny Shh, you know what. <laughs> No, don't, don't. He's got no right to say that. He's only an announcer. Oh, take no notice. Take no notice, Doug. Don't let him throw you. No, you get on with it, Doug. Go on, gird up your loins. Well, they're not actually mine. I'm breaking them in for Kenneth Williams. <laughs> I'll thank you not to bandy my loins about. I won't have me loins made a laughing stock. I'm not having me loins pilloried to make a Roman holiday. It's cheap and it's uncalled for. Especially when you consider my stature. Am I not part of Britain's great heritage? I should be above ridicule. I am a sacred cow. I am. No, ducky, I am. I, I am a myth in my own time. A myth 
what you do in your own time is your own affair. <laughs> Make the announcement. The Round the Horn Christmas Colour Supplement. Now, this part of the show can only be heard in colour. First, the lively arts. Here in the studio tonight is that doyen of folk singers, a man who is no stranger than he ever was. Here he is, rambling Sid Rumpo. Well, hello, me dearie-o. Sing roomy down and sponga twitty-o. For green grows the moss on my true love's core bangle. Have you tried scouring it with steel wool? I did, but it took the varnish off. Well, since I've been here last, I've been a-wandering over hill and dale, through bush, through briar, where the spotted curd wings low, or the bosky fields of grout and turf, and to where the high spume blows and the curlews grunge. Grunge? Yes, grunge. I didn't know curlews grunge. Oh, they do. You can't stop them. It's their diet. You'd, you'd grunge and all if you lived on a diet of seaweed and worms. Anyway, it was there, close by fabled Clacton, that I picked up this ditty. It is the Clacton Bogle Picker's Lament, sung by the itinerant lummock mongers of they parts who hang about the foreshore, scroping their lummocks and, and munging them at passers-by. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons why more people are going abroad than ever. <laughs> uh, this lament is sung by an old lummock scroper and goes as follows. <clears throat> when I was one and twenty, boys, me bogle did I plight, and many's the lummock I did scrope beneath the pale moonlight. Sing haul away me posset meg, there's limpets on me dando. Here <laughs> I am old and sear me boys, me bogle silvered ore. I cannot scrub me lummocks now, and me heart it is full sore. Sing, pull away me posset, Meg. There's barnacles on me, Dando. <laughs> now, all you jolly sailor men who listen to my song, come plight your bogles while ye may. They don't stay fresh for long. <laughs> Sing, hurry up with a posset, Meg. There's an octopus up me, Dando. <laughs> oh. oh, that can be very nasty. Well, thank you, Rambling Sid Rumper. You are part of England's living folklore. Yes, you ask me, it's a law that should be repealed. <laughs> Finally, Round the Horn Christmas Colour Supplement takes a look at Christmas at the BBC. And in the Round the Horn studio, presents were being exchanged. This is for you, Fiona. I hope you like it. Oh, Charles, what is it? Such an unusual shape. But what a pretty ribbon. I had them put it on in the shop. Do you want it now, or will you wait until after the Queen's speech? No, Charles. <laughs> no, Charles. Uh, darling, please pass me the scissors. Ah! 
wanted you to have it, Fiona. It belonged to my grandmother. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. But what is it? My grandfather. <laughs> Meanwhile, other gifts are changing hands. Well, Merry Christmas, Jewel. Merry Christmas, Sand. Here, this is for you. Oh, Jewel. Oh. Oh, how thoughtful. Oh, it's absolutely boner. Yeah. Oh, Jewel. Made it specially. No. Yeah. Oh, with your own hands. Own hands. Oh, you're so good with your hands. <laughs> oh, no, I envy people who can do things with their hands. <laughs> Now, what shall I wear it with? Well, I don't know. Oh, how would it go with me? The lure trouser suit. No, oh, on my crushed strawberry PVC ensemble. <laughs> with the bell bottoms. Mm. What shall I wear it with? Please then? yourself as a Christmas pudding. Oh. <laughs> and now it's time for the Fraser Hayes Four, a sort of gin trap family singers. With their own contribution to Christmas, here to sing, it happened in Sun Valley, the Fraser Hayes Fall. Gave you epics like Les Miserables, Crime and Punishment, and Does the Team Think? 
would now like them back in exchange for their pathetic production of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. My name is Henri de Lavatoire. <laughs> I am a marquis, which means I can be hired for parties and functions. <laughs> in medieval Paris, I am called a despot, but I don't make a habit of it. <laughs> I have a small, unpretentious 4,000-room chateau in the Place Notre-Dame. It's convenient for the cathedral. <laughs> One day I was in my chambers, which is something like being in your cups, only larger. I was poring over an old, finely... poring over an old, finely chased, bow-fronted peasant girl. Then there came a knock on the door. Andre! My lord, the Bishop of Paris wants to see you. He's without. Well, I'm afraid that's his problem. <laughs> but barely enough for myself. What does he want? He desires an audience. Well, tell him he can have the one on Take Your Pick. <laughs> Glad to see the back of him. You'd better show his most reverent and noble grace in. Hoy, Gracie, you're on! <laughs> ah, good, my liege. Allow me to greet you in the traditional manner. Mm. <laughs> on the hand, Ken. You're supposed to kiss me on the hand. I'm only doing what it says in the script, Ducky. I assure you, there's no pleasure in it for me. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Oh, ducky, it's the writer's fault. If they can't be bothered to do a bit of historical research, I can't be held responsible. Ah, oh, good, my liege. No. <laughs> I have grave tidings. What is it, good bishop? Where's the murder? Not the poor, ugly hunchback bell ringer at whom the townspeople scoff. Ah, the same. He has been insolent and rude. Yesterday at Evensong, I was leading the choir through the nave, swinging my censer. And you know what the impudent wretch shouted? No, what? Go it, girl, your handbag's on fire. <laughs> What could I do, my liege? I gave him a mouthful of knuckles. <laughs> That's fine period dialogue, that is, isn't it? <laughs> mouthful of knuckles. And it marvellous mouth. That's nice Polari for a medieval bishop, isn't it? <laughs> See, these writers have got no sense of period. Anything outside of a four-hour bar shrouded in mystery to them. <laughs> you want Christopher Fry for a job like this? You know him that wrote the Polones not for burning. Yes. No, he'd understand me, old Chris would. He could service me. I need servicing. How can I take a bishop without the proper servicing? Mouthful of knuckles. You wouldn't get a bishop saying that. It's ludicrous. I mean, he'd be unfrocked, he would. Unfrocked, he'd be. They'd have his frock off him in no time. <laughs> Right, all right. Take out mouthful of knuckles. What would you say in his place? I belted him one with my episcopal crook. <laughs> yes, it's much better. It has the right ecclesiastical nuance about it. Ah, yes, sir. Where the murderer must go. He's ugly, he smells, he's dirty, he has the evil eye. The rest of him doesn't sound much to write home about either. <laughs> he is the devil's familiar. 
You know, I hate people being familiar. <laughs> he is a witch, and he ought to be burned. Well, this is a matter for the church. You, good bishop, must try Quasimodo. Try him? <laughs> you must be joking, Ducky. Look, Ken, you're supposed to be playing my aide-de-camp. <laughs> I'll thank you to give me a little more aid and a little less camp. <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry I spoke. I bid you good day, my liege. And turning haughtily on his heel, he gathered his mini cassock about him and swept out of the room. <laughs> I forgot about Quasimodo in the next few days. I had other matters on my mind. A troop of Spanish gypsies had come to town. Their caravans made a gay splash of colour in the square below my window. And at night, all the townspeople would gather to hear their wild gypsy music and see their exotic gypsy dancing. Hey! Representing Southeast Europe is Sunny Zal, an Edna Lippincott who dances under the name of Esmeralda. She is wearing a dress that she made herself out of 140 yards of sequined horse blanket. Her balaclava helmet is encrusted with gilded senna pods. Yes, as she told me, she sewed them on herself. She and Sunny were last year's runners-up. Well done, Sunny and Esmeralda. Keep taking the tablets, dears. Watching from my window, I was entranced by the fiery Esmeralda. She was beautiful, untamed. Her lips were a sensual scarlet wound set in a perfect oval face. Her eyes held a smouldering invitation to forbidden delights. I should have played that part. Mm. <laughs> It describes me perfectly. Why, why didn't you get it? I failed the medical. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the plot. One sight of Esmeralda set my pulses racing, my blood pounding and my corn throbbing. I sent my servant to bring her to me. Good, my liege. I've obeyed your command. I've got the Jippo Bodger outside. Show her this way. I think she already knows that way. <laughs> Mrs. Woman. Ah, so you are the lovely Esmeralda whom all men desire. That's right, dearie. You want to buy some clothes, Pench? Perhaps we should have given the part to Kenneth Williams. Cross <laughs> me palm with silver and beware the gypsy's curse. But it's not the kind of gypsy we had in mind, Betty. Oh, all Start right. Again from your entrance. Ah, Esmeralda. Si, senor. You wish to see me. Among other things, yes. I'm getting on in years. I admit I'm not handsome, but I can give you things, things you've never had, like a good bath. <laughs> Come to my arms, my proud beauty. No, 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 no. I am promised to another. I am betrothed to Sanizal, king of the gypsies. A fig for Sanizal. Oh, Tal, give it to him when I see him. Come here, wench. Don't touch me, senor. I warn you. If you lay a one finger on me, I shall kill you. I have a stiletto concealed in... Blast. I forgot to put him on this morning. <laughs> oh, Esmeralda, let me smother him with kisses. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh! oh, 
I beg your pardon, not there. It's a trick of the light. Let me... Let me hold you like this. Close to me. How do you feel now? Oh, I wish they had given the part to Kenneth Williams. Grace! Well, Esmeralda, you have but one choice. Take me as your lover, or I shall see that you are burned at the stake as a witch. I shall never submit it to you. Very well. Executioner! Yes, Master, what is your bidding? This wanton wretch is to be burnt at the marketplace, or if wet in the scout's hut. Oh. <laughs> how, uh, how do you want it done, Master? Medium or rare? Oh, I'll leave it to you. You know how to go about it. Surround her with faggots. Oh. Oh, everybody to their own taste. What time, uh, what time's fry up? At noon today. Right, take her away, executioner. Do what you have to do. You may do your worst with me, executioner. Yes, I may very well. Come on, darling. Meanwhile, in yet another part of the plot... Other eyes were watching, or should I say other eye? It was Quasimodo. Enter Kenneth Williams with cushions stuffed up his jacket. Ah! Ah! The bells! I must ring the bells! That's all I do from morn to night! Ring the bells! That's how my life is spent, but I love the sound of the bells. Yes, I do like a good ding-dong. <laughs> oh, woe is me. This burden I carry has been the cause of the trouble I'm in. Shh, but, okay, okay. Uh, you should have the cushions stuffed up the back of your jacket, not the front. <laughs> you're giving people the wrong idea of the sort of trouble you're in. Oh, <laughs> Yes, I thought it was a bit odd. <laughs> now, where was I? Ah! Oh! Ah! Pity poor Quasimodo. Why am I so ugly? Why do people run away from me? Ah! 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 Who would have my lot? Oh! What a lot I got! <laughs> Oh! Oh! Ah! This is your actual tour de force, this is. It's worth a knighthood, at least. This is. Ah! Oh! Ah! But am I not human? Have I not parts and passions? Oh, don't take a boat on it. <laughs> ah! I love Esmeralda. I know I'm not much to look at. Nothing to see. But I'm funny that way. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got all that out of my system. Having gone with the story now. The scene changes to Change. the square in front of the cathedral. Esmeralda is about to be tied to the stake. The executioner prepares to ignite the faggots when suddenly a hunched figure bursts through the crowd, seizes the object of his desires and rushes up into the belfry of Notre Dame. You'll be safe with me, my little beauty. Hey, what's your game, mate? Put me down. Oh! Last, the wrong one. <laughs> Darling. You're wrong again. Oh! Oh, beg pardon. 
Esmeralda. You'll be safe with me. Who are you? Why ever you saved my life? Because, because... I love you, Esmeralda. I want you. I need you. Stay here with me. Oh, I know I can't give you what other men can give you. Fine clothes, jewellery, gold. But I can ring the bell. What do you say? <laughs> All right, don't overdo it. <laughs> Honestly, give it a line, she makes a career of it. It's the producer's fault. She wouldn't carry on like this if she was under Tyrone Guthrie, I can tell you. All right, maybe continue the performance, dear. Me, stay here with you. No, it could never be. I have already polited my trolls. Well, then bathe it three times a day in hot water. I, I am betrothed to the king of the gypsies. Sunny, sunny, soul. The same. Soft, soft. Here he comes, even now. Esmeralda, I've found you at last already. Quick. <laughs> we must fly from the mob. I've settled these two thoroughbred Arabian hedgehogs who will carry us right through the safety and art seeds at the end of the rainbow. Come, my beloved, my life, to far Tuscany, hard by leafy white chapel. Uh, go with him, my child. Uh, alone. Poor Quasimodo's left alone up the belfry. All, all I've got is me bells. Oh, is that how I'm destined to end my life? Just an old, lonely campanologist. <laughs> Hello? What's that? Ah, the mob. They're down there in the square. They're coming for me. All right, Quasimodo, we know you're up there. Are you coming down or do we have to come up and get you? Come up and get me, copper. I've got a loaded gun here, and I'm not afraid to use it. You can't have a gun, it's an anachronism. All right, I've got a loaded anachronism up here. <laughs> Come down, Quasimodo, son. This is your mother talking. <laughs> part left. <laughs> Come down, son! <laughs> no, too late. I am going to jump. Don't jump! Don't jump! Don't jump! Don't jump! Oh, all right, if you insist. <laughs> Instead, I shall waft you round the world on a magic carpet of melody. My song goes round the world. In that case, I shall leap onto the bells and have a resounding tinkle from the play. <laughs> from the play of the same name by N.F. Simpson, amateur rights available. Oh, oh, oh. Don't look, Esmeralda. It's not a pretty sight. Don't look. Why? He's been crushed by the giant clappers.
Well, lads and lasses, that brings us to the end of the show. And on behalf of the company, I'd just like to say that if you've enjoyed listening to the show as much as we have performing it for you, then we all had a pretty boring half hour. <laughs> Thank you, and good night, Macclesfield. That was Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden and the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Chalk and Marty Feldman. The show is produced by John Simmons, and your announcer was me, lovely Douglas Smith. <laughs> Younger than springtime, am I? Gayer than laughter, am I? Yes, Duggan, we've all got your number. You. <laughs> Kenneth Williams is now appearing in the Fairy Grotto at Belfridge's. <laughs>